What's up, cool cats? Welcome to 15 Minutes of Kitty Mail. It's your girl Kitty here on another day of inspiration where I share my thoughts, interview everyday life changers like you, and read my kitty mail. That's letters you send in asking for advice and I share my two cents. Be sure to stick around to the end. I'll be sharing fun facts, things that went down on this day in history, and my health alert, as well as music from local artists or theme-related music. Now let's get into this letter. My kids trigger me. Kitty, I love my kids dearly. I do. But these last couple years have been exhausting and frustrating. I feel so angry at my kids, then at myself for being angry. I have three, ages three, seven, and five. They argue every second of the day and always want my attention. Some days I just don't have the energy to do anything. Even my dogs are feeling like a burden to me. Nobody understands how tiring parenting can be. At least they make you feel bad for even thinking it. My family pretty much cut me off for being a teen mom, but really it's because I won't give them control over my life. At this point, I'd do anything for a break and some space, but I feel guilty even writing that. Right now, I hate being a mother. I lost my friends after my first child. Nobody reaches out. Their father is present, but not really engaging. He'd rather be the fun one and leave everything else to me. I'm just so done. Advice or tips, please. CC. Okay. So, CC, first of all, let's just breathe with me. Breathe in. Breathe out. And I'm just sending you the biggest hug, squeeze hug at that because ooh, as a mother I can definitely understand your frustration you know and I feel like people really really make mothers feel guilty I think society places that on us as mothers because you know everybody has this idea that mothers or parents are you know, they're so strong, they're robotic in a way because they don't get tired. You know, they, they just go and go and go whenever their kids need them. They just go. And that's true. But just because, you know, just because society places that responsibility or burden onto us as mothers, I don't we don't have to take that. You know, we each individually live our own lives. And when we become mothers, our life does not stop. It may get adjusted, but our life does not stop. We do not need to stop taking care of ourselves simply because we have multiple children. We do not um, have to not date simply because we have children. You know, our standards and things might change. But these are some things that society really pushes onto and and just society is just a cluster of people you know a lot of people make up the society so people push this onto mothers and you know it's even other mothers you know like oh you're not doing this when I'm doing this for my child oh you're 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 a bad mother oh I can't even begin to to uh uh-uh what your kid is eating fruit every day Oh no, see, cause my, my son or my daughter, we don't, we don't do it like that. So because we don't do it like that, you're weird. You're different. I'm going to bash you. And that is what our society has come to. But I'm here to tell you, CC, that you are not alone. Okay. 
Let that be your sigh of relief, knowing that you are not the only person who feels frustrated with motherhood. You're not the only person who gets tired of of all the responsibilities that come with motherhood. That doesn't mean that you're going to stop being a mother just because you're having a moment. Give yourself that moment. It's it's a lot. And you saying that you have three I can only imagine, you know, it's only one of you. It's one of you. It's three of them. They all have different needs. You have your own needs, you know. And so I think, you know, right now, the first thing that I want to say to you is that you are not alone in feeling that you are so not alone. <laughs> and um, yeah, you should not feel. I mean, hate is a strong word. I would I would dial it back on the, the, the hate you know, but um, other than that, I mean, you don't say you hate your kids. You say you hate being a mother, you know. So, I mean, you're just having a moment, though, and allow yourself to have that moment. I think that, you know, with being a mother, like I said, it comes with so much, you know, you place your own expectations on yourself for being a mother. And then you have, like you said here, your family. So you have other people in your ear on top of you know, you may be looking to social media or looking to other other people or other mothers and seeing how they're doing. And you're like, oof, I am not going to every PTA meeting. Ugh, am I really that bad of a mother? <gasps> I slept in till six o'clock. Shit. 6 a.m. I usually am up at 5 a.m. getting everything prepared. So I'm ready for Stacy to get at work and set, uh, get, get to school at seven. You know, it's a lot. Even me trying to come up with scenarios is a lot. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, like you said, nobody understands you. That's not true. A lot. You'd be surprised at how many mothers understand how frustrating it is to be a parent sometimes. Because, I mean, you have you have three. So that's different personalities. That's different needs, different wants, different types of attention, you know, that's even different stories that you have to read, you know, and I, you didn't say if you had a boy or a girl or whatever, but I mean, just three children is a lot, you know, and I think you should give yourself credit, you know, for, for being a teen mom and, you know, for continuing on to being a mother and just, there is nothing wrong with wanting a break. There is nothing wrong with needing a break. I think all mothers should have breaks. You know what? They should have like mother vacations or parental vacations or something like that where every year or every six months or something like that, all the mothers just go to like a nice retreat and oh, they should have it where the kids can come. But, um, you know, it's like full of like people who who tend to children and who take care of children and it's a safe place for everybody to be. And they, you know, it's like you can see them, but they just don't have access to you right now. They should make retreats and vacations like that. Oh, that just sounds so amazing. Just thinking about it like, ooh, get my toes squeezed on and my back massaged while the kids are right there at bay. They're safe. I can see them. They're having a good old time too. They're not worried about me. And 
you ain't gotta worry about them yes i think you deserve a break you definitely do deserve a break and i'm gonna tell you exactly my tips and advice for you so you said there they are ages three seven and five they argue every second of the day and they always want your attention so it doesn't matter what you do for a child a child is always going to want your attention that's just they love you that much that they want your attention 24 7 and children are selfish you accidentally they're accidentally selfish because when you are a child you do think that the world revolves around you and your feelings get hurt when you know your mom tells you to hold on yes that does happen but that doesn't make you a bad person because sometimes you have to tell them no they're gonna have to get used to hearing no eventually so start now they're pretty young three seven and five so it's it would be um a easier transition to get them used to new boundaries instead of you know having a teenager and you're just wanting to establish boundaries now and you've never done it before so they are still young so that's the good thing is that you can set boundaries and sort of explain to them appropriately like look mommy needs her space okay you know i've already fed y'all y'all have already you know had your story read you know y'all are good right now mommy needs these couple of hours to do laundry or mommy needs this couple of hours to just um read this book or watch this tv show you know everybody's good right now but i need some moments to myself or however you want to relay that message but People don't fail. People fail to realize like kids understand like they might not understand like the full look mommy's stressed out and da 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 da. You don't have to even go that far. You you just set your boundaries like, you know, like these couple of hours. This is my couple of hours and they come in. You say, what do you need? OK, I'm going to remind you, you know, remind them again. OK, I will get to that when when I'm finished here, this member, I said, this is my couple of hours. This is my time. Okay. And then that enables like a respect thing too, like, cause you don't cross boundaries. And so it's not all about like going about it upset. I think like, um, we hold things in so much that when we finally, Ooh, it's, did y'all hear that sound? Did that sound pick up on the, on the, the audio? Like, yes, like we can hold things in so much. And we don't say things so much that it can be, you know, it can be that it can be the smallest thing that just sets us off and makes us pop like a balloon. So um, definitely make some time for yourself, like definitely, you know, and you say your kid's father is present, but he's not really engaging except for like on the fun things. What I got to say about that is have a grown-up conversation. That doesn't mean, like, you got to get all upset. But, you know, just express how you feel. I think a lot of problems happen because there's a lack of communication. There's expectations without communication. And then there's assumptions and no communication. So I think having a communicate, like, talk. Like, look, babe, come here. Um, Or I don't even know if y'all in a relationship. You said their father. But, like, look, whatever your name is, come here. I'm going to talk to you for a second. Okay, so I am at my peak level. I've had it up to here. My stress levels is through the roof. I need a look. I need some help with the children. Okay, like I need you to help me get take some time off. Like 10 to them, 
while I'm chilling right now or, you know, something like that. Um, you know, just just I think it's important to have a conversation because so say, for example, if you are frustrated, but your face and your body language and nothing else says that you're frustrated, nobody's going to know that you're frustrated. So it is important to 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 communicate that. Now, like I said, I would calm down a little bit before I start before I would um before you excuse me before you um talk to them talk to him because you know sometimes we can get so really frustrated and it's like I am upset because you're not helping me and if you were helping me and doing something instead of worrying about having fun all the time then I wouldn't be as stressed as I am right now do you know how hard it is to have three kids and you have all that and then you know what's gonna happen he's gonna miss all of the words that you're saying and he's going to focus on you're blaming me for you being upset and this is going to turn into a whole misunderstanding when you were just trying to tell him that you need some help around the house you need some help with the kids you know so it's all about like communicating it's all about working together to get the job done and um so yeah my advice would be to communicate your kids are young, so set those boundaries, you know, in, in your dogs. Like, like I said, um, I, I would talk to your child's father and like, you know, wherever he can help, uh, you know, see what you t- <laughs> Yes, just work on a communication, um, work on communicating with your child's father, you know, and as far as your family and your friends, see, like, like you said, like there is literally like a lack of communication and there also needs to be like forgiving on your part. So let's go back to the communication part. So you says here that nobody really understands that you, you lost all your friends after you had your first child, nobody reaches out. So I'm assuming that you're a part of that. Nobody who don't reach out as well. Communication is a two-way street, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not saying, because regardless of if my friends have kids or not, I'm not going to cut them off just because they have kids. But, you know, someone else might think that because you have kids that you might be really, really busy and they don't have kids. So they, you know, they don't want to get pushed off or nothing like that. But like I said, it's all about communication. Maybe you reach out and and not wait for somebody else to reach out um, to you, you know, and I think you know, you might be surprised, like maybe they want to come over or maybe they wanted to reach out, but they thought you was busy or whatever the case may be, or find new friends, find new mommy friends, you know, someone that you can have play days with or someone who really understands you as a parent. See, because we find like-minded people, we have, you know, you talk to somebody who don't have kids about your kids, they might have a whole different other outlook because they don't have kids so you say like jimmy is not eating his vegetables i have no idea what i'm supposed to do and they're like just don't give him his vegetables like you don't understand he has to eat his vegetables but if you talk to a mother and you say i don't understand jimmy will not eat his vegetables and they might say oh my gosh Tommy too. And I'm like, Oh, what did you do to fix that? You see, like the conversation is different. You just met somebody on the same page as you. So like I said, like reach out to, to other people. It doesn't have to be the people that we know it's 
that's how we make new connections by finding people who, even if it's just a Facebook group, you know, where they support mothers, that's what you need. You need a support system because obviously it's not in your family and it's not in your friends and it's real iffy with your, the children's father. But like I said, communicate with that, but also like get yourself around a support system, even if that is just a social media group. You're around people who can understand your where you're coming from as a parent and they can give you that support and can even probably tell you different stories about, you know, how they had something similar happen or, you know, give you advice on what you can do to support yourself in this situation. So um, and I would say forgive yourself. OK, forgive yourself and don't be so hard on yourself for getting frustrated or for being overwhelmed. It's a lot being a mother. It is a lot. And when you have even just having one, I'm not going to knock it for people who, who, you know, who just have one kid. I'm not going to say it's not hard for y'all. It, it's hard for anybody because that's a huge adjustment. You know, you're taking care of another human being who has sometimes they have the different uh Sometimes they have the same needs as you, but sometimes you got to guess it and sometimes you got to figure it out and sometimes they're not satisfied. And then you're like, oh, my God, I must be a bad parent because he's still crying and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. It's new. It's a learning situation. It's a learning journey. And, and as they get older, the more that you're going to have to learn. See, I, I feel like the babies are so easy to a certain extent. And as they get older, they shift and they change and their needs and desires and everything shifts and changes. And then you have different personalities. And sometimes like their personalities might not be the same as yours. And so you have to adjust again. Like your personality wasn't like that before you hit puberty. Now it's like this and I got to adjust to it too. So, you know, you just have to really adjust and uh, go with the flow. Parenting is a lot of going with the flow and trying to figure it out because you're not raising them to be like you or anything. You're supporting your child in whatever they're doing and you're teaching them, you know, and at this age, you're teaching them boundaries, you know, and as far as arguing every second of every day, kids are very sensitive to energies. Like you might n overlook something, but your 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 kid might like so say for example, you're walking on a street that you always walk to and then for for some reason your kid is scared. You know, like they don't want to go that way. And um you know, they're just picking up on the energy that's around, like something about this area isn't the same as it's always been, whether you have picked on it or not. So kids are sensitive to energies. And so if you're having a bad day, their mood is going to be adjusted as well. And they don't even recognize it, but they're feeling your emotions as their own. So they're agitated at each other because you're agitated at them and you're agitated at whatever you're agitated on. That's just something to think about that we tend to not think about. Children have emotions, too, and they go through things, too, and they have bad days, too. And they want to please you and help you out, too. So there's a lot going on. That's why I say, like, communication is so key. It's so key. Like you don't understand um, really what talking to somebody and having someone listen and then things like that. So I definitely think that you should talk to somebody. You should get that support, whether that's a therapist, whether that is, you know, reaching out to like minded individuals on social media. Therapy would definitely um, 
be a suggestion or journaling or, you know, just things like that, that you can do to really get that, get it out of you. Like, you know, instead of just holding it in, write it, write it down. Like today I feel like shit and that's okay because tomorrow I'm going to feel a lot better. I, I, and this is just a moment. It's going to pass. You know, just allow yourself to feel the humanly emotions. We don't always have to be on happy-go-lucky, roboted, I'm the perfect mom. Hi, he ate cheese. Do you want some cheese, by the way? Oh, we're taking a picture? Okay, let's take a picture so I can smile. Cheese, bright. Is it wide enough? Oh, you will, you will go crazy. You will literally go crazy trying to be the perfect mom. You just do your best. And your best just has to be enough. Of course, you learn and the more you learn, the more you apply and the more you grow and the more you evolve and the more you develop. But your best, if you're giving your best and you're giving your all, then you're like, what else can you give? You know, what else can you do? This is the best that you have to offer. That has to be enough. And then, you know, you have to start taking care of you. You have to take care of you. You know, I think uh, different types of beliefs and uh, different types of uh, childhood traumas or childhood responsibilities that we have, we're like, we're either last on the list of things or people to take care of or not on our list at all. And we got to get back to being number one on our list. We are number one. This is our life. This is, you know, our body. You know, we have to take care of our life because if you don't take care of yourself, they won't have a mother. You know what I'm saying? They will have someone who is angry at them, who is bitter at them, who is mean to them because of this frustration. Like you're giving all of yourself and you have nothing left to give and they want more of you, but you have nothing left. You're, you're on E. And then... On top of being on E, you have your own needs and you have your own desires. And then on top of that, you got the knock on the door like, mommy, are you in there? I need something. And it's like, ah, what the fuck do you want? Oh my gosh. But it's just all about taking time out for yourself. You are number one. It's you you have to take care of first. You can't take care of anybody else if you're not also taking care of yourself. So that's my advice for you, Cece. You got to start taking care of yourself. You got to put you on the to-do list. To-do stuff for yourself. That's what you got to do. Not stuff that you're obligated to do. Stuff that you want to do. Stuff that you would like to do. You know, find someone trustworthy. And I know that's like, mm, people are like, Ugh, mm. maybe you have one family member or a cousin or a, a one family member that you trust enough that you could like, uh, have them babysit, whether you pay them or whether they're willing to do it on their own, just so you can have a moment to yourself or talk to your child's father, like I said, and see, well, not really see, but talk to him and let him know, like, you need that. You need this downtime. Like, if you don't get it, you're going to spaz. You know, you don't have to say all that, but it's just like, you know, it's all about communication, like I said, and um, reaching out, you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting a break. And from this letter, you need a break. You need to take some time to breathe it out. Um, and whether that's just going out for a walk by yourself, just breathe, going out for a drive by yourself to just have nothing to worry about. Like, 
And my advice, yeah, like I said, my advice is to communicate and let your kids know, like, um, you know, mommy loves you, but mommy needs these 20 minutes right now. Okay. One moment and start telling them, you know, no, not right now. Get comfortable with telling them, no, not right now, because, you know, they're going to, they're going to hear it eventually, you know, and just start setting those boundaries now while they're while they're still young and you know as far as them arguing all the time you know like have them talk it out what is bothering y'all why are y'all arguing what has got you so upset child number one okay tell child number two how does that how that makes you feel when they took your toy okay we don't have to yell and scream who can hear anything like that? Okay, let's let's talk it out. Let's use our words, our calm words. Okay, what do we have here? Okay, child number three. Oh, okay. Tell child number two how that made you feel when they took them toys from you. Child number two, why did you take the toys? Oh, okay. Well, the next time you can use your words and ask them, do they mind you building with those toys? Uh, okay. Cause that's not nice. And we, we're working together here, you know, or something along those lines like that. But just communication is literally the game changer. Now I'm not saying communication may not lead to a little, you know, a little arguing or a little debates, but I'm saying like, you'll never know how things will go if you're just creating scenarios in your head. So I would say just definitely talk to your child's father. Definitely sit down with your kids and you know things like that because I, I and I think like yeah communication goes a long way so definitely talk to your kids talk to your child's father um reach out to people on social media and see what they see what they say about you know how they go about getting a break with children these ages you know Find like-minded individuals and definitely above all else, start taking care of yourself. Start having moments to yourself where you can just breathe or where you can just take care of you so you can figure out what it is that you need. Don't feel guilty and don't feel, I won't say don't, you know, but you shouldn't. Well, you know, however you want to take that, uh, you know, you really you know, shouldn't feel guilty about wanting a break. It's a lot to take care of three children and trying to juggle, you know, also having two dogs. But yeah, as far as the dogs, um, I don't really have any advice besides to, um, again, put them on a schedule maybe. And, uh, yeah, that was my advice and that was my tips, my two cents. Until next time, thank you so much, Cece, sending you lots of love and hugs. Until next time, thank you all for listening. And now we're going to move on to what was going down in this day in history. Okay, today is January 30th. It is currently 16 degrees outside. So if you're out there, bundle up. That is so cold. Not my kind of weather. January 30th is National Croissant Day. Today we celebrate, eat, and enjoy and appreciate the delicious flaky butteriness of the croissants. Have it with some butter, have it with some jam, 
Have it with, um, ooh, maybe some egg and cheese. Ooh, if you like bacon and that's your thing, bacon, egg, and cheese. Yum. Okay. Mm-hmm. That just made me hungry. <laughs> In 1948, Indian leader Mahatma Gandhi, also known as the father of his country, was assassinated. In 1889, Archduke Crown Prince Rudolf of Austria Heir to the Austro-Hungary crown was found dead alongside his mistress, Baroness Mary Vetsera, in Maryland in an apparent suicide pact. Mm, look at them being the original Romeo and Juliet or plot twist. Somebody took them out, covered it up like a suicide so that they can be the heir to the throne. Mm, y'all know it was shiesty back then. You never know. In 1921, French rapist and murderer Henry Desiree Landrieu is sentenced to death, as he very well should be, because that is unacceptable. So we don't do that. We don't rape and kill around here. In 1956, Elvis Presley recorded his version of Carl Perkins' Blue Suede Shoes. In 1956, and also, civil rights activist Martin Luther King Jr.'s home is bombed. It's crazy. Like, I was going through all of the, what was going down in this day in history, and it was just a lot of wars, a lot of invasions, a lot of bombing, a lot of assassinations, a lot of assassination attempts, a lot of wars. I mean, like, y'all was doing a lot of stuff. Well, they was doing a lot of stuff in this day in history. In 1994, Super Bowl 28, Georgia Dome, Atlanta, Georgia, Dallas Cowboys beat Buffalo Bills 30-13. to MVP highlighted Emmitt Smith. And that was this day, what's going on in this day in history. Let's move on to the health alert. For today's health alert, we are focusing on vitamin K. Vitamin K helps to make various proteins that are needed for blood clotting and building bones. If you have a vitamin deficiency, vitamin k deficiency that looks like but not limited to bruising and bleeding problems easy bruising heavy periods if you're a female excessive bleeding from a cut or injury paleness of the gums yellow skin or eyes blood and urine excessive tiredness and irritability bleeding gums or nose some things or some food that you can um Add to your diet that really gives your body vitamin K is your leafy green vegetables. That's your spinach, that's your kale, that's your um, dark green lettuce, turnips, carrots, soybeans, salmon, certain oils, and kale. And that was this health alert, and that was my kitty mail, and that was what was going on in this day in history. Thank you guys for listening. Sending lots of love your way. Peace. If you feel insignificant. You're part of something way bigger You're part of something way bigger Not just a speck in the universe Not just some words in the Bible verse You are the living word Ah, You're part of something way bigger Bigger than you, bigger than we Bigger than the picture they framed us to see But now we see it And it ain't no secret, no Understand the truth about that question in your soul. Look up, don't look down, then watch the answers unfold. Life is your birthright, they hit that in the fine print. Uh, take the pen and rewrite it.
Step out your estimate, step in your essence and know that you're excellent, right? Spirit is teaching, no, I'm not just preaching, I'm taking my own advice. Let mama let you know, mama's still trying, I can't get no days off. I don't get no days off, truly I'm feeling it, I had to say that thing twice. Trying to be a good wife, still really hard, I can't lie. Promised you I would fight, so I fight. If you're feeling frustrated, you're sinking, I'm jumping in. Forgiveness is key because we're fighting something way bigger. You never lose, we are winners. I'll be the roots, you'll be the tree. That's on the fruit that was given to me.